ching ching. Ching ching, guys. Ching ching. <laughs> Say oink oink. Oink 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 oink. <laughs> Uh, so, so that's Kevin, everyone. Uh, that's Kevin, and Kevin is a man in his fifties, a veteran, and also someone with a findom kink or financial domination. <laughs> and what you just heard was a portion of one of our video calls together. And what you can't see is that he is wearing a dog collar, and he's on his knees with Queen Lowe's bitch written across his chest <laughs> and and pay piggy on his forehead, uh, hence the oinks. <laughs> and obviously oinking and sending money every time I snap my fingers. <laughs> and this particular call, my girl Liv was there, and he obviously loved that. Uh, and Liv works with me, and she had been introduced to this world. She knew it. However, this was her first time truly engaging with it fucking head on. And, <laughs> and at, at the end of the call, when it was over, and I looked over at her, and all across her face was painted what is probably going through your minds right now. What the fuck is going on? And more importantly, why? <laughs> can come from nightmares too the queendom will take over you dreams can come from nightmares too the queendom will take over you what the fuck is going on <laughs> Welcome back to Thy Queendom Come, and welcome to the wild, controversial, and often misunderstood world of financial domination, or fendom. <laughs> My name is Queen Lo, and when I tell people about what I do as a dominatrix, they always, and Fendom gets brought up, they always are so eager to hear more about Fendom specifically, and their reaction when I talk about it is the exact same reaction uh, as my girl's was to Kevin's video. Uh, they're shocked. And just, it's something about fandom. Men who are attracted to putting their wallets under a dom's control, who want to be quote unquote drained <laughs> by a, by a dominant woman. And something about that is so unusual in our culture, and everyone is fascinated. So I've seen a lot of videos going viral on Fendom recently about Fendom, and it's, it's definitely one of the most common kinks that subs reach out to me about these days. And I've even had personal girlfriends who have sent me messages like, wait a second, is this something you're inv involved in? Like, what's going on here? Um, and I think, Annie, you know, like going on the internet and looking at it, I think leaves you with more questions at the end of the day. Like, what? How does this happen? Um, <laughs> I think there's a lot of misconceptions. And I think a lot of the videos online and TikTok are just kind of further that, in my opinion. But the question is, why is it so fucking interesting? And why are people so shocked by it? And I can guarantee you it is not for the reason that you think it is. I know what you want to say, why you think it's shocking to you. 
you want to say, and what I see a lot is, you know, these people are crazy. They're just wasting their money. I say send and they waste their money. Like, what the fuck? That's stupid. Like, what are they getting for that? They're just sending money. They're just being a pay pay. Like, they're hard-earned cash and I tell them to send and they do it. But that's not actually why you're interested. That's not why it's shocking. Uh, because none of us bat an eye when a man sends money to a hot girl on the internet. Or a man has a mistress that he is providing an apartment for in the city. Or a sugar baby. Or honestly, while that shit's judged, um, or marrying rich. <laughs> And if anyone, by the way, if fucking anyone out there can tell me the difference between being a sugar baby and marrying rich, except for a different set of issues and benefits, please let me fucking know. <laughs> hit my hit my DMs up uh, because no one bats an eye when a woman receives money when she is in the submissive role, when she receives money from a man who's in that dominant role. That is the narrative that is as fucking old as time. Read the book of Ruth. I'm going to take that spliff now. Yep. Mm, smoke break. Just got to puff, puff. Mm. What's shocking is actually the reversal of the power dynamic. It's truly, it is all about power. And that's why financial domination is just a subset of female domination, which is my work as a dominatrix. It is just another expression uh, to the dominant. It is no different than a sub getting on his knees or sucking my fucking toes. It is a form of submission, is a form of surrender, it is a form of uh, being told what to do and, and be in following. And money specifically has always been associated with power. So choosing to give up control of that money can be a very tangible way to express submission. And it's hot. It's fucking empowering. It's so hot for me. I mean, a man getting on his knees and just dropping $100 bills at my feet. Fucking come on. But <laughs> I mean, who would that not be hot for? Like, let's go. But it's also, it's fucking hot for them. You know why? Because true submission is an empowered choice. It's an empowered choice. In the traditional narrative in society, female submission has not always felt like a fucking choice. Whether it's society or our family situation, the glass ceiling, our relationship, submission is oftentimes required and expected of us. And most powerful women are powerful because they took that fucking power. They fought to have that power. Power was not given to them. Any woman out there who was in a actual position of power, ask her if she feels like power was just handed over to her or if she feels like she had to claw and fight her ass to get there and if she doesn't have to demand that respect every single fucking day and take that power in a world where men fucking have it. Which is why, in any sense, stepping into the BDSM world is so hot. Wherever you fall on the dominant, submissive, masculine, feminine, female, male, Whoever you are when you step into that space, it's so healing because so many of us have been forced to submit when it really wasn't our fucking choice. It wasn't an empowered choice. And submission is often treated as weak because of that, because it is forced upon us so often when 
truly like submission is power. It is choosing to give away power. In BDSM, you're stepping into that world and a lot of people step into that world to take that power back, to choose to submit, to choose to be a filthy slut, to choose to give that power away, to say, do with me whatever you want. And that, I mean, I have, I have fucking chills thinking about it because BDSM at its core, at its core is a world where choice and listening and trust and safety are prioritized. I mean, imagine a fucking world where women are given power and they don't have to fucking take it every goddamn second of every day. It's given to, it's given to us because at times it fucking needs to be. Look at the world. Look at it. <laughs> So the reason I love Findom is that these men have made an empowered choice to submit. They are worshiping in a way that all of us can understand with their fucking wallets. <laughs> you go to church and you tithe and you give offerings. And that is a language that I use often, especially on Sundays. Thank you very much for my religious upbringing. I, I <laughs> and you know, the deeper levels here is the clients that I love working with actually talk about using Fendom as a type of reparation. They acknowledge the long history of men using money to control and manipulate women, and they want to intentionally do the opposite. And I think that's healing. And some of my clients also know that they have been fucking horrific. They have used money in horrific ways and they have been fucking manipulative and now they are trying to do fucking better. And so they find themselves with me. And in those situations, you know, a part of the game is that money is honestly fucking better with me. You can't be trusted. <laughs> We're going to start there. <laughs> and a lot of people will ask, a lot of people do ask, why would men choose to do this? About 10 years ago, I had a conversation with a relative of mine who I, ever since I've been alive, has had money and power and a great, fun life, uh, status, prestige. Uh, and we had this conversation where he said to me in more or less words that, you know, he didn't know who in his life loved him for him which women wanted him for him, or was it the money? Who would be there at the end of the day if all of the money was gone? If all of those things were it disappeared, who would be there? And I found that to be a common thread in my personal experiences. I've lived in LA for a long fucking time. And in my professional experiences, that when men are wealthy, they become wealthy and they have these things. They have to, que they question. All of them question who would be here if all of this shit was gone? Who likes me for me? Who loves me for me? And I think at the deeper level, it's really, who am I? Do I like me? Would I like me if all of the money was gone? Who am I beneath that narrative? And your relationships are just a reflection of you, right? And so, I found wealthy men struggle with this in some way. Some of them don't know they struggle with it. <laughs> they think about it. And the question is, is how they process it and how they, how they execute what they do with that. A lot of men become fucking assholes. They use that money to control their environment 
to feel better about themselves. They are well aware of why people are around them and they, and they use that and they manipulate it. And I think we see that a shit ton. <laughs> but some men choose to address it. They're thoughtful about it. And some of them are just deeply insecure about it. It's hard for them, some of them to even form relationships outside of the thought of, is she using me for my money, for this lifestyle? And a part of figuring that shit out is figuring out who you are and what do you actually bring to the table and what do you offer out, like what's below that. And Fendom is a very fucking powerful way to do that. It reminds me a lot of men who come to me even more often than Fendom sluts, uh, the men who come to me who have small cocks or even worse, average. <laughs> anyway, okay, hold on. I'm sorry, but this is totally off topic, but important and worth noting. Average. And you might ask me, worse average is worse average than having a micro cock? And the answer is yes. Let me tell you, let me tell you why. Because a micro cock, a tiny cock, which are fascinating to see. Um, but also they're like the beanie babies of sex, right? Like tiny cocks are fucking memorable. They're interesting. They're hilarious. And also guys with tiny cocks most of the time, like, no, like they have to address that. It's very obvious. We have to address that. Right. So there's a lot of tiny cock sluts, uh, but an average cock, it's like, it's like vacationing in the Midwest. <laughs> like that's what I think of. It's like a, it's like a lukewarm glass of water. Like Search Pornhub for literally fucking anything. Like, search it for, like, fucking dolphin porn, and you're going to find it, okay? But, like, search average cock, and it it might be the only search result that yields zero results. <laughs> like, uh, it's average. And the thing, the important point here is why it's worse is because that a lot of guys go through life with just average cocks, vacationing in the Midwest cocks. You know, I'm sure the Midwest is gorgeous, by the way. No, no shame, you know, but like a lot of these guys that have these average cocks, they never actually learn to do anything else with them because they're just skating by in life. They have their lukewarm water, you know, they're just getting by. They don't actually ever realize that like they're not micro, so they're not that interesting and funny and laughable, but then they're also not like huge they're not these massive, you know, they're not fucking anyone to goddess herself and making anyone see stars necessarily. It's just average, you know? And I feel like that is felt a lot uh, <laughs> by all of us, you know? We feel it. <laughs> we feel the micro cocks. We feel the average cocks. And honestly, I tend to feel that sometimes people with like average cocks that haven't kind of, you know, explored more and gotten below that, like they're sometimes the the worst ones, you know, they feel like they have to like overcompensate the most because it's not like so in their face. It's like several layers deep. Anyways, so I digress. <laughs> I digress. I digress. Um, small cock, average cock, whatever, you know, you're not like, whether it's your performance isn't fantastic. You have submissive desires. You feel like you want to be a little bitch, whatever the fuck it is. We address it head on. You have a tiny dick. Okay. What's next? What else can you do? Like, how is that not going to control your narrative and you're not going to always be a tiny dick bitch forever? Like, we're going to figure out you have a lot of other shit going on for you, you know? Like, sexually. Not only in life, but sexually. <laughs> and Findom is, in the same way, a man with resources who is insecure about his relationships and, honestly, who he is or who he has become in that 
uh, it's a way for them to to process it. And that's why a lot of them are attracted to it and and want to engage with it. But on that note, I think it's it's an important time to mention that Fendom is a luxury kink. <laughs> it's it's expensive. I think when it's done right, it's expensive because of all of these these reasons, right? Like I'll have I'll have some guys message me literally so much. Uh, and there's actually, to be fair, there are a lot of great Fendom sluts out there. I have great subs, but there are actually more of these guys than there are actual Fen sluts. So they're not like fucking everywhere, right? <laughs> like intention, it's just as unique as finding a deep, amazing person, right? Um, but I, what I get a lot of is guys sliding into my DMs like, oh, I want to, I'm a fin slut and I want to be, I want to be drained. I want to do a slow drain. And slow drain is what I've come to know as code for I want to sit here and fucking talk to you for like and send you a bajillion messages and send you like $5 on PayPal every like so often. And when you like force me to fuck, no, first of all, PayPal is not sex worker friendly. And so I don't even accept that as a form of payment. It's always PayPal. Slow drain, PayPal, $5. Like, no, it's not happening. The thing is, is you have to have finances to dominate in order to fucking participate in financial domination. And I think that in a lot of these cases, the fantasy is actually about having the finances to dominate and having like the ability to participate in the kink. And that's the fantasy. And as you'll probably come to know about me, I don't really like living in fantasy land. I like living in fucking reality. So <laughs> it's just not really for me. And on that note of living in reality, I have a story for you guys in a second. <laughs> That's amazing. But first, but first, I have to mention that a lot of the rhetoric and the language involved in Vendom, especially if you go on Twitter or in clips, is, you know, you're a fucking loser and I'm going to drain you, leave you with nothing, you scum worm piece of shit. Um, I'm going to destroy you and take all of your money. You don't need anything. And A, some of that is is the game, right? Like some of that is just like the same thing as calling your partner a slutty whore in bed, right? Like a lot of that is game. And then a lot of that is extremely fucking toxic. A lot of that can be so fucking toxic, which I feel like is a conversation for maybe another day, just talking about how this world, there's so, there's just a lot of darkness here, um, even within this. But I think it's a conversation for another day. But I think as far as financial domination specifically, A, you as a client, just strategically, why would I ruin you? Like the second I ruin you and you're depleted and desperate and on the street and you've ruined your fucking life because you have a habit you can't fucking control, you're literally of no use to me financially anymore. And honestly, like I, there's so much fucked up shit in this world. And the last thing I want to do is contribute to more of it. The last thing I want is for someone to be in a fucked up situation mentally, physically, financially, spiritually because of our time together. So that's another reason that I I say that this is a luxury kink because I don't have any desire to drain the last $20 from your fucking account. Use it to go like buy a course on the internet and like fucking educate yourself and then make some money and then come back. Like, <laughs> you know, um, and a lot of the Fendom sluts that I, that I work with, they're thoughtful human beings. They have money for a fucking reason and they're not 
irresponsible with it. And I told you guys um, last week about one of my subs who I took over his computer and I was just sending myself a shit ton of money. It was well over a grand, maybe I think it was closer to two. Honestly, I was like sending myself money while he stood in the corner and it was fucking hilarious and it was fun. (laughs) But (laughs) but this fucker has an account that he dedicates to this. And a lot of my subs have me as a line item on their budget. Their accountants know who the fuck I am. And they allocate funds to this the same way that people allocate funds to a massage or a vacation. It is something they engage with that they're able to feel good. And there's a structure around it, at least for me in my business and the business I conduct. Because I don't want any part of someone actually suffering, like, and actually being ruined. Because, like, A, I'm on a mission to, to help heal the fucking world and make people feel good, uh, not destroy it further. And B, because just as a businesswoman, you're no good to me if you can't fucking eat and go to work and do your thing. And if your life is shit and in shambles. <laughs> It just doesn't make any fucking business sense. I don't necessarily even use that rhetoric a lot of like losers and worms and, you know, your shitbag fucking piece of shit never amount to anything. Because quite frankly, that's not the kind of person I want to attract into my business. And the subs who I love working with and my favorite subs and the majority of my subs these days are extremely well-spoken and educated and thoughtful and affluent and wealthy. And, and they are everything but that, which that actually, you guys are going to be hearing from one of them so soon. And I'm just going to tell you, his name is Lowe's Tampon Bitch. <laughs> but that's the only thing I'm going to tell you. That's the only fucking thing I'm going to tell you. <laughs> Uh, But as promised, my fucking favorite thing to close, my favorite thing about what I do overall is how can what happens in my dungeon be taken out into your life and practically used to make your life better, to make your relationships better, your sex life, and in turn the fucking world, hey, because... People who feel good make people feel good, all right? And so that's the mission that we're on. And so I'll tell you about a, we'll call him our slut of the week. He's our slut of the week. He, we'll call him birthday slut because he was planning for his birthday about six weeks out. And we were on a long video chat and we were discussing the concept of bringing submission into his relationship that is very healthy and that he loves and he they have great sex but he is just dealing with this part of him that like wants to be submissive in that space and he doesn't know how to talk about it he doesn't even know how to engage he doesn't he's like how the fuck do I even bring this up hey like and so we're kind of working through that process and his birthday's coming up and he mentioned loving Findom and wanting to explore it more, but he had never pictured it outside of a professional relationship, which I think a lot of people don't. So we talked about creating an experience with his partner, with his wife in Vegas for his birthday, where that's where he, he sets it up. That's what he wants. You know, they go to the sex shop and then with Findom, To incorporate it, I told him, why don't you set up on your phone like a couple of either, there's a couple ways you could do it. You could either just give her your card 
and your phone, or you could go in beforehand. And since you're in Vegas, you could pull up several shops that are there. Like if she likes shopping, pull up several shops and give her your card and put money in there that you're dedicating to this for your birthday and fucking tell her to tie you up, sit on your face, give her your phone and your card and tell her to order whatever the fuck she wants and that you guys are going to pick it up tomorrow at the shops and let her fucking go to town. And I'm sorry, I don't know a woman. I don't know a single one that would not turn into Niagara Falls at that fucking sound. Are you kidding me? It's my man's birthday. And he's like, babe, for my birthday, I want you to tie me up all fours in different directions, fucking spread eagle and sit on my face. And maybe if he's a denial slut, right? Like maybe she's even wearing lingerie where like your tongue can't even get to her pussy. Like you're being denied. Like literally now you're not even eating her out. You're being used like a chair. Like your face is a chair and she's sitting on it and she is shopping. She's just fucking shopping. I don't know. She puts the hills on the fucking TV in the hotel and she is shopping in Vegas for all that shit that she's going to get tomorrow. And whether there's a settled amount, a predetermined amount, or whether you have a car that has so much money on it. And then you're all of a sudden introduced to this. And this, my friends, like I love my male clients and that's who I work with. But I do this shit for the women, hey? Like, I don't know. I hope his partner feels so hot, so empowered, so excited, and so like, fuck yeah, you know? And like, the sparks that are created, you know what I'm saying? And at the end of the day, like, I hope that every woman gets to experience being given power versus having to fucking take it. And I hope that every man gets to experience submitting and and giving that power away and trusting enough to give that power away and and being fucking man enough to be soft and to listen and to serve the goddess, the divine feminine that I fucking love so much. So leaving here, I hope that you think about them power dynamics, see them, Notice them, acknowledge them, reverse them because it's fucking hot. But just a note and always remember that just because you engage with your submissive side or just because you dominate your man for a night and you play with your dominant, it does not mean that that is who you are. That that is how things are anymore. It doesn't, you might not even fucking like it. It just means that you're engaging with it and you're figuring it out what that means for you. And just because you have a submissive experience does not mean that you are a submissive slut 24-7. It's actually quite the opposite, which leads me to next week's episode or the next episode because this is a launch and it's all getting dropped at the same time. But (laughs) next episode is a question that I get all the time is, do I dominate my man? (laughs) Is he submissive to me? Uh, so tune in for that fucking answer. Cause I'm not going to tell you right now. And I know that you slots are dying to know. Um, <laughs> and with that, an update on my tour dates in January, uh, LA and Vegas. Come see me at AVN at Sex Panthers booth on Friday, January 26th from six to eight and on Saturday from two to four. 
<laughs> so that's so many times and every time I, I double I'm like mm, this is right um, <laughs> and also I just added a New York date for my fucking East Coast sluts yay in April because that's literally the only fucking time you will catch my ass going to New York it's such an unpleasant place like, environment wise anyways go check out my website for that and all things queendom uh, thyqueendom.com and yeah keep it fucking slutty and weird bitches what you waiting for? She's got what you need while you over there at the door. Nightmares and dreams you just need believe. The queen has all that you should need. Just say the queen become the will be done. Thy Queendom Come is a production of TQC LLC with original music by Guillermo Jamont Jr. and AJ Laurie.